0: Hello friends, and welcome back to Nintendo Gems, the Nintendo podcast where I, Brayden, and my co-host, Jake, <laughs> we talk Nintendo, we talk some news, we talk what we've been playing recently, and then of course our highlight of the episode is the Nintendo Gym, where we talk a retro game, you know, anywhere from the NES on up through the Wii.
1: I, I gotta say, I think that was the stupidest I've ever sounded saying my own name,
0: <laughs> Jake. With a question mark. <laughs> But we're glad to have you around. Jake, you doing alright?
1: Yeah, I, I'm doing as swell as one can be during these troubling times. Yeah, it's, there's a lot going on and it's a good time to talk Nintendo, I yeah, think. Yeah, a good time to get our, our minds off of the world, your minds off of the world, and just play some video games.
0: Absolutely, share what we love.
1: So let's jump right into it, shall we? Uh, do you have any news or, you know, new games that you've been playing recently? So yeah, I guess we can go ahead and get mine out of the way. So I have been playing a game on Switch. Um, it comes out June 4th. It's called The Takeover. It is a beat-em-up, um, kind of retro-styled up on mm-hmm. Switch. It's already out on PC, I believe. Uh, came out like November or mm-hmm. something. Uh, like a soon. Steam release? Yeah. Don't think it's coming to other consoles, but yeah, it's a it's a... I don't know how to how to refer to it. I, I want to say retro style, but it isn't really retro style. It's like... Pixel art? No. It's like, it reminds me of... Do you ever go to like the arcades in like the mid-2000s? Oh, yeah. Um, It reminds me of that kind of graphical style. Okay. So it's like kind... It, it's like 3D. Yeah. Know, like 2.5D, I Kinda guess. Kind of polygonal? Sort of. All I can say is it looks like a... It looks like a, a game from that era sure you know okay i am really getting us off the a rails. 90s cabinet <laughs> yeah yeah arcade game um here i'm gonna go ahead and just I'm, show you i'm picturing house of the dead personally looks kind of like this wow i don't know it's like that's they're not like amazing
0: so it looks like the like streets of rage uh style gameplay
1: but with 3d i see what you mean i don't know it's weirdly stylized and yet not, mm-hmm. you know, but it, it specifically reminds me of a game from the like mid 2000s, which isn't necessarily a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> you know, cuz some games from that era look just look just rough. It's weird. I don't know how to feel about it because um mechanically it's fine. Plays like a beat 'em up if you're a fan of old school em ups, mm-hmm. I think you would enjoy this. And of course, I haven't finished the game yet. My time with it is is not over, so I don't want to give any final thoughts. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. It feels it feels very mediocre. So that's what I was about to say. Just based on those
0: screenshots that you showed me, I don't know if it would have grabbed my interest. Yeah, Uh,
1: especially it comes out on console at a bad time because you mentioned Streets of Rage. Um, You've heard anything about Streets of Rage Four? Yeah, I have actually. That's amazing. Amazing. Uh So good. Um, uh, it's actually on it's on Xbox Games Pass. Xbox Game Pass. I always say Games Pass. Like it's because there's more than one game. Yeah, no. Games Pass. I think you're right. It's it's Game Pass though. (laughs) 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 Um, It's on Xbox Game Pass. And I was hanging out with some of my friends a few weeks ago safely at a complete safe distance six feet apart. Of course. course. And um, we were just looking for a, a four player game to play together. And it was on Game Pass. And so we played it beat it all in about two hours and it was the most fun i've had gaming with other people in a long time i have goosebumps because i can picture
0: how fun that would be
1: it's it was amazing the graphics are amazing the gameplay is amazing the story is fun streets of rage like if i, if I had to write it like i'd probably give it like a 9 or a 9.5 uh-huh, like awesome for what it is you know i'm not a huge beat 'em ups fan yeah because you know that's we beat it in like two and a half hours yeah, so a yeah. game that you can beat in that long it's like eh, whatever but um For this game, The Takeover, to come out so short after that, it really pales in comparison. Yikes. Um, Especially, also, it it has a story, you know, in between stages. And uh, the story has these, like, stylized cartoon art style that really do not mesh at all with what you just saw. Like, the actual graphics. Oh, bizarre.
0: So, from what I'm seeing, it looks like the... It looks like the cutscenes and the story bits e- look even more drawn and flat oh, and yeah. comic-like, whereas the graphics try and take on this 3D-ish.
1: Yeah. And the reason that is, is I was looking into it. The So the game is made by one person. The whole thing is made by one person. Which is um, impressive enough. And it was found by a YouTuber. I forget his name, mm-hmm. but uh, it's a pretty big one, like... And he does, he does the um, What Happened series, if you've ever seen that. People that are listening might hear. But um I like him. <laughs> um, gotcha. And he, uh, he found it and was like, oh, this is good mechanically, but it's, like, lacking in story. So he asked if he could write the story. So he did. So he – and then he, like, contracted voice actors and stuff. Wow. So the whole story part is kind of separate. You know, it was made uh-huh. by different people than the – Retroactively gameplay. added in. Yeah. And uh, it shows. You uh-huh. know, it just – not, neither neither art style looks bad inherently but they completely clash with each other yeah also the like acting and stuff in the like cutscenes is like terrible shoot which is crazy because like the guy who plays the main like badass character mm-hmm. is a takahata 101 from dragon ball abridged fame and he's he's i think he's a good actor um but i think he does a really piss poor job in this and everything that i've seen so far so like it, it's not bad mechanically it's not terrible. I think it's like a $20 release. If you're like itching for like more beat 'em up mm-hmm. action, yeah. uh, I think I mean this will give you more beat 'em up cuz mechanically it's fine, but it's just very average. You know? It's, it, it's one of those games that I have to review that is really hard to go back to. Right. You know? I get started playing Persona. It's it's hard to um to go back to the the to, average to get game. Back in, yeah. Sure. But yeah, that's the takeover. That's pretty much all I've been playing this week on Switch. Because I had my wisdom teeth removed early this week, so I kind of took a little break from reviewing and, and gaming. Like, like I mentioned, uh, I've just been playing a lot of Persona 5 <laughs> on my PlayStation, but that is non-tendo.
0: Yeah. Back to Nintendo, though. It's not Nintendo exclusive, but I did mention in our last podcast a
1: game called Bug Fables, The Everlasting Sapling. And I wish I would have heard and really listened to you back then because now it's blowing up on the internet. Yeah. And I desperately want to dig into this game.
0: Yes. Um. So I did pick it up. It came out last Thursday, um, the 28th, I believe, of May. <laughs> and uh, so it had already been on Steam since last November, I believe. Uh, and it finally got a full console release just on Thursday for all three primary consoles. And its main gimmick, and it basically says so in the tagline, is... It's a Paper Mario clone, but let me tell you, it is a Paper Mario clone and a bag of chips. Like <laughs> they took the art style; it is uh, it is two D flat characters in a three D space. They took the gameplay; it's turn based. You use all of your character's attacks, and then it's the opponent's turn. And they kind of reworked the the standard jump and hammer attacks from Paper Mario. You you play as three main bug characters. You know, one's kind of a tank, one's kind of a magician, a, a specialist, and one is a ranged character. And so you use their three strengths, kind of as alternatives to uh, the hammer and jump. You know, some some character, some enemies are flying, and so you have to use the ranged character to bring them them down to the ground. Some enemies have a shell, and so you have to use the the close range tank bug to flip them over, and then the other, you know, your other teammates can attack them. Mm-hmm. Um, so very reminiscent of Paper Mario. Um, I'm about three hours in. I'm on chapter two. They have it divided into chapters. And it is so full of heart, I can't believe it. So, you know, you can tattle the enemies in Paper Mario and learn their stats and their health and things like Mm -hmm. that. Depending on which of the three main characters that you tattle, they call it Spy in Bug Fables. but each character has its own description of the enemy. There's so much dialogue. I would be very interested in reading, you know, their script, how many words, you know, it covers, how many right. pages because just I, there's so many different di- different interactions to be had depending on which character you're using at each time. Mm-hmm. And so, as you said, it is kind of blowing up. It's I paid $25 on the Switch. But yeah, it's a 40-hour game that I'm hearing I just I can't speak highly enough of it i'm just i'm constantly impressed by uh the spirit put behind it they they definitely love the paper mario series and are probably a little bummed that they announced the origami king so close to the release (laughs) of the everlasting sapling
1: but well but the thing is is i think it's i don't know i think it's gonna work for its favor either way because everyone on the internet is just blowing up about this game being like, this is the paper Mario game we've been waiting for. Mm. And, uh, Origami King, um, no matter how good it is or how bad it is, it's going to be different. Mm. It's not going to be that traditional paper Mario experience that we all wish we could have. So this, even, even with that coming so soon here in, you know, a month and a half, two months, it's still not going to be what those traditional paper Mario fans want, which is what it seems like this game is. Sure, that's a great point. This is filling a gap that's been void for uh
0: what ten years at least? Yeah. Since since you know the last since the Thousand Year that. Door.
1: Sixteen years. Jeez actually. Can you believe that? And thousand s- Year Door was two thousand and four.
0: That's wild. Mm-hmm. And so that so that standard formula, that Paper Mario formula that we thought was gonna be carried on into the future, you know, it disappeared. And and now In 2020, Bug Fables is carrying on the torch and it's really good. I highly recommend it.
1: It's uh, probably going to be my next um, project after I I, uh, finish Persona 5 Royal. You know, I review so many games for work, so I I play so many games that I have to play. And uh, I told myself, you are going to finish Persona 5 Royal before you take on any other pet projects. Yeah. Hence, I think I said this to you last time, hence why I haven't. Haven't played Bug Fable since, I haven't played Final Fantasy VII Remake, and so I haven't played Doom Eternal. You know, all the all the big games that I'm not reviewing myself kind of falling to the wayside. But I definitely want to play this one now. Um, I, the day of recording this, um, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition just came out. Have you picked that up yet? I have not
0: picked it up yet. Uh, I do actually plan on trying to find the d- Definitive Works set, which Ooh, is like the Collector's Edition, right? It comes with an art book and. Uh, that may be it. I, it's not too special, but I am interested in finding the definitive works right. edition. Where do you think you would find that? <laughs> GameStop is willing to ship it, and so I think it may be a couple of days before I'm able to to
1: sit down and play the game finally. Right. But yeah, it's on my it's it's on the way. Cool. Mine too. That might be another one that falls behind Bug Fables in that yeah. list. The thing is, with I don't know how similar Xenoblade Chronicles One is to the second one. But um, I did pick up Xenoblade Chronicles 2 pretty close to its release um, and I just couldn't get into it. I hated the uh, combat system. So that's interesting. I
0: have played Xenoblade Chronicles the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not play 2. Is it sort of an open area and you move around and you, it, you have cooldown
1: attacks? Yeah. And it, what I didn't like about it is it felt like a game that played itself. You huh. know? Because uh-huh. it's like, oh yeah, you do inputs to like do super moves and maybe i mean i didn't get that far into it so maybe you get deep into it and it uh, you know gets more complicated and more involved but it felt very early on it was just like oh you run into an enemy and you just kind of sit there and watch your your team attack right and that just didn't engross me and also the story early on just didn't really catch my attention either mm-hmm. so it, it really fell to the way aside for me from the sounds of things i do think the gameplay the the combat
0: will probably be pretty similar uh, Mm -hmm. between the two. I know for Xenoblade Chronicles X, they branched out a little bit and it was uh, more like live action combat. That's the
1: the Mac, right? Correct, yeah. yeah.
0: But so it it sounds like Xenoblade Chronicles 1 and 2 are consistent together. It is a long, huge, high concept, strange game. And so for the story to not grasp you, I don't blame you. It's a weird... Dissatisfying kind of story that mm. that I don't think it you know you'll never get the answers. It's only, it, it's forming its own religion. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. To to craft this game world from the bottom up, and so you either have to buy into that religion or not. Right. And and um, but it's a it's a wonderful game, and I played it on the the new 3ds, and I I think I sank probably sixty to seventy hours into it at least. So I'm, I'm looking forward to
1: getting the, the Switch remaster. Yeah, well, we will hear about that more down the line once you've sunk your teeth into it. Sounds good looking to me. Looking forward to it.
0: So speaking of high-concept Japanese games, uh, would you like to get into what Switch game I brought this week? Absolutely. All right. So I brought along Damon X Machina. I think we've argued on how to pronounce this before. Machina? But the name Damon X Machina, it does appear that it's a play on the Deus X Machina. Okay, so uh, you do say the X. I do believe so. I think it's a play on words there. All right. So all that said, I've been playing it recently. Um, I actually got this game back when it came out for the Switch. Um, I believe September or October of 2019, and I just never really got into it i mentioned my backlog in the last episode and it just got swept up into that backlog but let me tell you i'm kind of glad i actually picked it up
1: it's pretty interesting are you a big mech game guy um in concept i'd like to be the idea of like being in a giant robot and fighting things sounds like a lot of fun i haven't really played that many the one that i messed around with the most was Gundam Breaker. Have you heard of that game? I haven't. It's a PS4 game where you play <laughs> it's like a world that like it's it's like a Yu-Gi-Oh-esque world, except instead of like card games revolving around everything, it's like Gundams. Oh. Or, like toy Gundams, you know? Mm-hmm. And people make their toy gundams like fight each other. So you play as like a toy Gundam. That sounds And You cool. fight other toy Gundams, and when you beat other toy Gundams, you collect their pieces mm-hmm. and you you know can customize the Gundam it was fun I, I didn't I didn't fall fully in love with it I didn't get all that far into it but it was a fun little game and I don't know I don't think that has I don't really know if that has much to do with Damon. Demon X Machina I don't think it does but uh that's the most Gundam giant robot yeah. game I've ever played
0: well that's a good Way to lead into this I but uh, I I think I would like to divide the game into two separate sections and one being the robot combat aspect and the other being The storyline I guess so let's start with The combat so similar to how you kind of spoke about that Gundam game There are so many different mech pieces to be collected your mech is entirely customizable It's called an arsenal Your personal mech is an arsenal, and as a pilot, you are called an Outer. As you play the game, you start off with very basic weapons. You have a machine gun and a shield, but as you destroy other mechs, as you said in, you know, your Gundam game, you start to collect their pieces. You collect arm pieces, leg pieces, um, you start to collect new weapons. Uh, It broadens out from just machine guns and shields. Uh, You start collecting swords, flamethrowers, uh, sniper rifles, you know, bazookas. It's an incredible ecosystem of weapons and customization options that you can that you can implement. The only problem is, so far, I haven't felt a massive difference between many of the guns and many of the blades. They definitely play differently. The combat will will require different actions of you. But the end result is the same. The combat always seems to end much too quickly. It doesn't really matter which weapon you choose. The enemies are going to go down in 10 seconds and, and then the battle's over. Interesting. And so that's one of my bigger complaints is that moving over into the story aspect of things, there seems to be way more context than there is actual gameplay. Right. Which, if you're into this world that Damon X. Machina puts together, there's a lot to be explored, but I don't find it that interesting. Mm, I see. <laughs> they really throw you in the deep end, story wise. They start giving you all these names for different factions, um, and then they start introducing the characters in those factions. And each one is a stereotypical kind of Japanese anime character. Like they have the broody, yeah. oh, powers all that I am after, and I will defeat you if that's what it takes. Right. And then there's the, Ugh, I just want to break things. <laughs> and then there's the the kind of cute girly girl, and right, you know, yeah. and
1: and so very stereotypical characters. I want more of your voice acting, by the way. Let's. Let's, let's let's make a game. A few more examples. Let's make half a video. Let's create a video game, and you do you do all the voices. That sounds terrible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but so there's just so much going on in this game, and a whole lot of it is done right. They've they thought of so much that I wouldn't have asked for. So just a basic example, there's dozens of right arms for you to equip to your mech that provide different stat changes and stat boosts. And traditionally, then you decide which kind of weapon you want to go in that right arm, Mm -hmm. be it a blade, sword, gun of some sort. However, I just today unlocked a gun arm. So you can instead have a cannon directly coming from your arm instead of having a hand with a weapon in it. It provides a little bit more power boost if you dedicate that right arm to a gun. And so I would never have thought of that. I don't know. I'm very impressed with just the the breadth of the customization and and the mech options, but then the gameplay just doesn't seem to provide enough opportunity for me to use it.
1: Right. Now... Day- Damon Ex Machina uh seemed like a game that I would be into, you know? And I was, my attention was, was grabbed because I don't know if you remember, but I th- probably last year, two or three of Nintendo's directs, they highlighted this heavily, mm-hmm. you know, out of nowhere too. One sure. of their directs, I it might've been their E3 direct last year. One of their really big directs was just literally began just out of the blue with this, like mm-hmm. it's announcement. And uh, so it was like, oh, this is interesting. Like a mech, anime game published by nintendo like interesting and i didn't pick it up mostly because um i played the demo that was released a while ago Mm -hmm. pretty pretty well before its launch right and it was it was more of a test fire than a demo a lot of i think the game was even delayed because of the demo because it had very negative reception that's
0: what i recall as well i played it and i did not like the demo
1: yeah i didn't like the demo either I don't, I I really don't even remember why I just remember it not being fun because I mean, that's really how little, I mean, I, I I started it. I like made a cutesy anime character in the character creator Yeah. and I played with it for maybe 30 minutes to an hour and was like, Nope, you know, like this is not it. And uh, really my attention was lost from the game from then on. And that's why even when it was released, I didn't give it a second thought and I don't know what you think, but it feels like the world also didn't give it a second thought because I really feel like this game came and went with very little fanfare.
0: You are definitely correct there. And which is strange because I do see some pretty high reviews for it. When I when I scour the internet, you know, it's generally well received as a full product, but you are correct. That demo was not well received, and I guess that's just testament to my <laughs> To my dedication to Nintendo, that I didn't like their demo and still bought the stupid game. <laughs> yeah. But I'm glad I, I don't know, I'm glad I did. But I'll tell you what, if you come straight out of that demo and go into the game, it still sucks just as bad. The first mm. two or three hours were such a drag.
1: They what, just, why is that?
0: They start throwing all of this convoluted, lore the moon has fallen the outers have special powers the the ai are rising they are sentient now and they're taking over the earth and there's a dozen different factions that are competing all appearing and re and disappearing and popping back in with a dozen different characters in each faction and you're they like it means something to me i started (laughs) the game five minutes ago i don't know who these people are
1: now, this sounds why I didn't really like Astral Chain. Um, because Astral Chain, I know you you liked Astral Chain, didn't you? Or- I didn't play it. Oh, that was, that was your brother. My brother. That played it, mm-hmm. right? Connor. I um, I also, Astral Chain completely lost me. Really? Because of similar things. What I consider to be, and this sounds like it as well, what I call overly anime story. Yeah. But I love anime. I, I am, know you do. I'm a huge weeb. <laughs> I am minoring in japanese Uh i would i plan to spend a lot of time there love anime i love japanese culture sometimes they get a little crazy with their stories yeah and it gets to be a bit much astral chain had that for me it was just too over the top too high on its own supply Mm. you know (laughs) yeah and it sounds like this game might be like that as well
0: there's there's just a few too many moving parts uh going on I don't know if it's going to end up being a... I can't tell if the world has magic in it or if everything, you know, is supposed to be scientific. I can't tell if the AI... There, there's just no motivations behind any of the actions that are taking place. And so, yeah, it's it's hard to keep up with. I just really wish they would have made the actual mech battles longer. You, you end up going in these missions for three to four minutes at a time and then you come back out you're in the hub world you're fixing up your mech and that takes 15 minutes and then you jump back into a mission for three or four minutes and i just it seems like the the formula is backwards there's too many cutscenes, too much editing to do to only be actually shooting things for a couple minutes at a time and and so i have a blast when i'm shooting things and when i when I get to customize my mech, but there's just a, a balance that hasn't been struck. Mm-hmm. Overall, if you are into any kind of mecha games, Armored Core specifically, this game was uh, created actually by the Armored Core developer, uh, director, that is. So it's it you know it's a spiritual successor of sorts. So it, it, it's definitely up some people's alley. I'm not done playing it. I I still want to blow up some giant robots. And I think as I go on, things might balance out a little bit more gameplay-wise. You know, I could I can envision some 10-15 minute battles once the big bad guys start coming out and stuff. I'm
1: surprised to hear that you're going to stick with this. Cause if it was me and now I've got, and you seem to be like me where you've got a lot to play. Yeah, Cause that's the thing. I have so much on my plate. If something doesn't grab my attention, I'm either only going to play it until I can review it, you know, mm-hmm. or, uh, I'm barely going to play it at all. You right. know? So I'm surprised to hear with what, with your reception of what you're saying that you're even going to maybe stick with this to the end.
0: And so, you know, it's almost more curiosity at this point to see what kind of parts I can unlock. I, I, I've been consistently impressed. I mean, I found some acid cannon, which was not a kind of weapon that I would have expected in a mech game. And so as long as those surprises kind of keep coming, I may I may manage to stick with it. However, if the story convolutes itself too much more, I will also gracefully bow out. yeah so that's kind of my experience with daemon x machina i would recommend it for those looking for a uh very particular style of game you know um either heavily into anime and uh you know japanese characterization or mech games either one of those would uh you know
1: it would fall into your plate and uh we might be getting an update on on the state of this game next episode yeah absolutely i can i can definitely catch us up Cool, so I guess it's time to move on to our
0: Nintendo. All right, so we're looking at an N64 game
1: this week, is that right? We are. I feel like we really haven't talked much about the N64, which is interesting, because that whole console generation, this is a bit of an aside, but that whole console generation is kind of fascinating to me. You know, just the jump from from 2D to 3D, You've, we've got a lot of interesting games on that, that generation, the N64. Do you think there's been a bigger a more significant leap in gaming
0: you know technology between
1: whatever probably not because that changed the way all games are played Uh uh-huh not that changed the way most games are played completely you know mario went from 2d to 3d right zelda went from 2d to 3d and every game when first person shooters began to exist third person shooters you know complete you know new yeah. Genres. genres. New genres were created from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think we'll ever going to see that again. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the, the closest thing would be VR. Right. But VR is here. Not right. necessarily
0: the leaps and bounds right. we were maybe expecting. And I don't think
1: <laughs> VR will ever become the new normal, which, which uh, you know, 3D gaming pretty much did. You know, right. we still get plenty of 2D games, but, you know, 3D gaming took over. I don't think... VR is probably never going to do that. I think it's going to become more accessible And more people are going to have it, but I don't think it'll ever become the new norm. It's not like, oh, every single Call of Duty game now is going to be VR. I don't think that'll ever happen. But yeah, I just, I love that generation. So many cool games, so many terrible, terribly (laughs) aged games. Like so many games from that system just do not age well. Like almost impossible to go back to. Plenty of of racing games. Like basically those have come a long way yeah because racing games from that that gen like the draw distance is so bad Mm -hmm. it's like you're just drawing you know it's like you're driving in a fog the whole time yeah i again to show my age kind of missed the n64 i could have gotten in it but uh, i didn't really get console gaming was like a second found thing for me i think we might have discussed this but i started playing with a game boy and i only had Ah. game boy systems for, for a long time, I had a Game Boy Color, mm-hmm. and then I had a Game Boy Advanced, and then I got a GameCube. So I, I missed I missed the N64. Right. But when I started getting into retro gaming, the first thing that I bought was an N64. Ah, uh, yes. So still, as a quote-unquote child, in my younger years, I spent a lot of time with the N64. Sure. So I have a lot of love for this system. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, let's get into our, our gem. Let's approach. do it. It's a pretty big
0: deal. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it is a Legend of Zelda game. The Ocarina of Time. Ooh. Wow. Arguably one of the most celebrated games of all time. One of the most masterfully crafted games of all
1: time. Mm. It is in my top five games of all time. Really? Uh-huh. Which is interesting knowing you're number one right. of all time. which Being the sequel to this game. Right, being Majora's Mask, that means two two of you. This, is, this game is just an absolute <laughs>
0: classic. I would... Be surprised if you're listening to this Nintendo podcast and haven't played Ocarina of Time. Right. It's been re-released so many times over the years, um, so it's been playable on plenty of different systems, but the game is just so dang
1: good. Now, let's get this out of the way. I have a hot take on Ocarina of Time, being I'm not particularly impressed by it. Okay. Now, of course, this comes with me being someone who started with the GameCube and, you know, moved on GameCube to the Wii and then moved back to N64. Sure. So it wasn't this big, it didn't, you know, I didn't play it on release, so it didn't like blow my mind. Mm-hmm. It went to a lot of people. I was spoiled by having other similar open world-esque right. games that were completely inspired by Ocarina of Time and would, mm-hmm. you know, Ocarina of Time crawled so these games could run or, you know, whatever. Sure, sure. Um, but uh, I I never was particularly enthralled by it. Another confession. Only ever played this game on the virtual console. And uh, I played... I, I spent... Most of my knowledge of this game comes from the 3DS remake, which is where I spent most of my time with the game. Right. Gotcha. Because when I started buying N64 stuff, this game is a $60 game. Right. And I was like, I'm not spending $60 on an N64 game. When on a cartridge. $20 to play it on my Wii. Mm-hmm. You know, or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. The thing is, before... I've always been a a troubled Nintendo fan in some ways because Zelda is everyone's poster boy. Everybody loves Zelda, you know? Um, and for years, I just didn't get it. There has not been, this is going to come up multiple times in our podcast because we're going to keep talking about Zelda. Yeah. Aside from l- the original Zelda on the NES and its sequel, uh, Adventures of Link, yeah. I, there was no Zelda game that impressed me Or that I could get into. I've always been a fan of Zelda's music specifically. And Zelda's aesthetic. You know? Like, they always look amazing. Uh, Their characters are awesome. Their story seems super cool. Some of the best music ever. like, Like, I'm not even talking just gaming. Like, some of these tunes iconic amazing absolutely like i would i would kill to go to like a live orchestra version because i know they did that for a little bit that would be so cool to go to did I you got, go i got to go oh my gosh how it was, was
0: it was amazing yeah. it was years ago now but right oh, it was awesome i would i would love to go to something like
1: yeah. that yeah but um for years i would play twilight princess i would play skyward sword i would play ocarina of time have not played majora's mask i'll i'll admit to that okay um i would play link to the past i played the one on 3ds i don't remember you know the one where you like go on the wall. A link and, between worlds. Link between worlds. Yeah, and all of them, I would play for a few hours and just lose my attention. Even Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time, I feel like I put the most time into. But I will also admit, I'm a should not be hosting a Nintendo podcast because I've never beaten the game. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, because it just couldn't. It couldn't hold my attention, and that's why I was so thrilled with breath of the wild because it was i finally felt like i could be in the zelda zeitgeist yeah it also said something telling to me because it's the zelda game that is the least like a zelda game right it's definitely stepped the furthest from the formula and i love it it's one of my favorite games as i'm sure most people feel that way yeah
0: oh and i have nothing negative at all to say about breath of the wild you know that it is a phenomenal game
1: but um i'm thinking it, it might almost be time for me to really dive back into Ocarina of Time because again a completely different kind of Zelda game, but I did play the remake of Link's Awakening and I loved it. Completely beat it. I didn't one hundred percent it. Sure, but, and we might talk about that another day. You did enjoy
0: it though. Yeah, I loved it. Then I think you might be right. It might be it might time be time to revisit
1: yeah. Ocarina of Time, which is why I would love a Switch port or something or uh you know something like that to give me a real good excuse so I don't have to pull out my 3ds Wii or N64, right? (laughs) But yeah, no, that's my that's my big confession, I guess, is that everybody is enthralled with this game, and Mm -hmm. I just never really saw it. I could never really be held by it, and I I don't. I I think it's more the gameplay than anything. Mm -hmm. I I don't really know because the story is interesting, and yeah, obviously the music and everything. I I don't know. I just couldn't. I can never get into Ocarina of Time. So that's very interesting and i appreciate your honesty in <laughs> I, I i can't lie to you people those, i can't i can't sit here for 30 minutes and say how much i love this game right no it's <laughs> taboo
0: news but we'll work with it so beyond just what i recall as cool or neat as a kid you know like it, it implemented a mechanic called lock on if my years of gaming knowledge are correct the legend of zelda ocarina of time was the first game to lock on to an enemy Mm. the z lock right and so that way you don't have to rotate your camera as the enemy moves around you strafes around you your camera would stay right on them and lock on i mean that that's a mechanic that so many games have used over the years and and so you know that that was the premiere of that mechanic and the gameplay the gameplay actually kind of stands the test of time i think The puzzles are similar to what they would, you know, implement in Breath of the Wild. You know what I mean? They're just as relevant today. The story is deep and complex. Did you ever become an adult?
1: Did you time travel? I don't know if I've ever made it there. No.
0: And see, that would almost be where you at least need to make it before I would let you quit. Right. Um, If you don't know, the game takes place over... uh, i guess a little over seven years you start out as a child and um as you move through the game you you find a vault and you wake up seven years later and you're an adult and and so the whole world changes between those seven years and so you have two different time periods to bounce back and forth between just incredibly visionary game for not having many 3d games before that you know uh Especially not a 3D Zelda game, they they really brought to life what had been 2D only before.
1: Right. Now this is one of the first 3D games, if if I'm aware. And again, we're I mean, if we had a big audience, I'm sure we'd be getting people commenting right. and like. No, you idiot. This was this obscure game was the first game to do lock lock on. Uh-huh. But I feel I feel like this is the game that really popular popularized the 3D open world. Oh,
0: I, I would agree with that. Super Mario 64 along with it. Right. Um, I, I honestly. But, but
1: even Super Mario 64, it's like you've it's semi, you know, you've got these vignettes and these, these smaller open worlds. But Ocarina of Time, if, if what I know is correct, everything is pretty connected.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, you can move from one end of Hyrule to the other right. uh with with little to no world changing or anything like that. Which
1: is cool because like you mentioned it's like a pretty good translation of the 2D Zeldas. Yes, because uh Link to the Past and Zelda NES are like that as well.
0: Right. They they definitely took as they should inspiration from the previous Zelda games and really just inflated all of the 2d world that they'd been working with for four or five games prior um and were able to create an immersive environment that had never been seen before and then of course they they take a lot of the character models and reuse them in majora's mask which is something interesting
1: right which i'm very excited to talk about one day as gem knowing that that's your favorite game so there's going to be lots of Lots of hype from you. Oh. And I'm definitely more interested to look into Majora's Mask just from what I've heard about the darker story. And just that game looks much more interesting to me than Ocarina of Time.
0: Yeah, and so that's a that's an interesting um, angle to take on it. I think if you are a Zelda fan, Ocarina of Time probably holds a sweeter spot. When you think of the whole when you think of the series as a whole, uh just because it it created so much lore that the rest of the series revolves around. Mm. And if you buy into the timeline theories for the Legend of Zelda, you know, it all revolves even, around the Ocarina of Time.
1: I don't even want to think about that. It's a mess. I've tried to look into that, you know, you've got you've even got the official timeline and it's oh boy. It
0: it's not fun to
1: think about. But so that said, Majora's Mask, I think from an outsider
0: would be a much better game to be one and done with, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, I would, as a not-the-biggest Zelda fan, you, Jake, I'd I definitely be interested to see what you thought about Majora's Mask because yeah. it it is a bit of a one-off uh, compared to the rest of the
1: series. And before we play Majora's Mask, that's one that I'm definitely going to dive into mm-hmm. and, I guess, form more of an opinion about it. Because I, I even feel bad sitting here being like, oh, I don't really like it, you know, yeah. I haven't played it in a while. I definitely will do that yeah <laughs> for sure game because uh it's, it's just always ha- it's weird it's strange that i've never played it i guess because yeah i've always been interested in that game mm-hmm. but also haven't been spoiled i don't really know what happens i just know that it's darker and yeah is a, basically a direct sequel to ocarina of time which is probably what we're going to get for breath of the wild too you know whatever that game ends up being it seems to almost even tonally be a Majora's Mask spiritual successor.
0: Right. Yeah. I'm very interested to see how direct, how directly they connect Breath of the Wild 1 and 2. Um, because Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, They, as you said, they are directly linked. Um, you can basically turn off Ocarina of Time, start Majora's Mask, and pick right up where you left off. Which is really interesting. Most Zelda games aren't like that. So I guess we kind of talked about your opinion of the game. I'm pretty sure this game holds one of IGN's only 10 out of 10
1: ratings. Can't be only. I'm sure they give...
0: One of their only. Yeah. That's interesting. I This game is just so highly regarded by so many people as the perfect game. And I do think it's just, it does have a perfect balance of story, gameplay, ambiance, and immersion that even if you were to pick it up today, I... I if you're willing to sit down and you know invest a little, I think it would have you just as engaged as any modern game, as The Last of Us. You know what I mean? I I think it is just as engaging.
1: I wanna I wanna come up and correct my correct myself. You're right. IGN has given like tens, You know, like really very very small amount, which surprises me. Yeah, awkward enough time on there. Yep, mm-hmm. that it is. Also, strange thing they went like ten years. I don't know if they switched their rating scale but they went from 99 Pokemon Red and Blue to the next game they gave a 10 was Metal Gear Solid 4 in 2008. Wow. So I don't know if they switched their rating scale or something for that time or but interesting to see. Mm -hmm. It is interesting that yes so many people I mean it is it is really one of those quote-unquote holy games you know so many people are going to say this is one of their favorite games. Right. So many people are going to say this was a hugely influential game to them you know. I don't know it's just one of those ones that so many people Regard, regard so highly which is why i've always felt so interesting oh, i've always felt almost embarrassed i guess of my quote-unquote hot take because <laughs> yeah. like i want to like these games you know i want to be everybody loves zelda so much and so i've wanted I, I wanted to get into that zeitgeist which is why i said i was really happy when i did love breath of the wild right I, fi- I finally felt like i could be part of the zelda culture uh-huh. you know? but yeah so it, it is interesting that you know 20 20 some odd years later this game has still held its relevance, you know? It's interesting that uh, aside from the 3DS remake, we haven't really gotten a full console remake because that's something that I'm sure people would love, a graphical upgrade, right? Because you know? I'm pretty sure the 3DS remake was re- received relatively well.
0: Yeah, it was. And and they did touch up the graphics a little bit there as well when they released it for the 3DS. Um, It looks pretty good. And so, yeah. and it plays, I mean... It's, it's it's a true remaster and essentially port, you know, it, it plays just as the the original N64 version did. And so if you're looking for an easy, maybe convenient way to play this game, I would recommend the 3DS. But that said, an even further remaster, uh, like bringing on some Twilight Princess style graphics or something like that, I... I'd pay full price for that stupid game. Oh, yeah. I really As I'm would. sure
1: most people would. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look at Link's Awakening. Do something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. easy $60. Shoot, dang it. I, I forgot they suckered me with Link's <laughs> Awakening. So, well, yeah, I mean, of course I'd buy Xenoblade it. Xenoblade Chronicle, easy uh-huh. $60. People are going to buy it and not complain. Right, know? right. Um, just any way to get classic games that people love on a new system with, you know, just enough, quote unquote, new content in there to right. warrant the price. People will people eat it up.
0: Well, yeah. So I don't feel like we talked about the content of Ocarina of Time quite as much as we did the the cultural significance, but I think that's okay because it's an older game. Um, Many people have played it, and if you haven't, you definitely should.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, It's it's something that I I need to get back to someday. Because like I like I mentioned, kind of at the top of our discussion, I might be it might be time. It might be I might be ready in this time of my life to go back and really actually enjoy ocarina of time listeners if you're out there help me guilt trip jake into playing
0: (laughs) ocarina of time i'm i'm calling upon you but all right man uh, that's kind of all i have to say for this evening what about you same
1: here just more reinforced guilt i guess for not playing ocarina of time we'll make you a true nintendo fan one day (laughs) won't be a true nintendo fan until i till i finish that game
0: right but all right man it's been a joy as always guys thank you so much for listening to nintendo gems i am Braden. i'm jake be sure to give us a like on facebook listen to us on spotify apple podcasts or podbean and reach out to us with any questions or comments you might have thanks guys have a good one see you guys